Uh. Dylan Foley, how are you? Not too bad. And yourself? Good. Not so bad either, I guess. I'm in Dublin. I'm in my sister's car outside my sister's house in South Dublin. Studio. Overcast. This is my studio. I'm using the phone um, as usual. So we're going to do this podcast. And today's have everything, podcast. Go on. Have everything up there, don't they? The, the state of the art equipment. <laughs> 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 it's beautiful to, to look at. <laughs> Uh, get, getting there, getting there, I think. Um, That's very good. But yeah, based here in Dublin at the moment because I'm doing with the Rural Red Residency, which is an art gallery, uh, national, European, uh, renowned, revered. I should have written down a lot of positive stuff, promotions, uh, get on people's good sides. But anyhow, it's not a promotion, but as such. But it's a good place, it's great people. And in there, I'm doing an arts residency on building, creating, shaping, and designing part of uh, Trav Vision Foundation, which in itself is a kind of a unique uh, platform. It comes from our own community, our own culture, which was a very much old Irish culture, Gaelic culture. So we're trying to create and shape a system into today's world out of that mentality and see how it kind of it would all play out. In other words, it'd be a very decentralized organization hopefully interior should be and that brings us on to this conversation we're going to have today it's about decentralization it's almost about bitcoin and cyber currencies and particularly on blockchains so dylan is the highly renowned expert in the west of ireland on all of this stuff just in case you need more information afterwards <laughs> dylan foley tell me what is a blockchain and why are we even talking about it uh, well, I suppose I suppose we're talking about it. Well, firstly, it's in the news. I, I think it's in the news, isn't it? Now that um, uh, we have a, a couple of words to deal with, don't we? Um, what do you call it? Um, met- metaverse. Now that um, Facebook has decided it's not Facebook anymore, but it's um, now called Meta, and uh, that's a word that comes from uh, the blockchains, which is technology. You know, so we we're all hearing about Bitcoin and yeah, and I suppose the reason, like what your introduction says. I suppose the reason is that we're going. We're trying to say that there's nothing new under the sun, isn't that right? In a sense, yeah. The technology yeah. is new. The technology is new, but the idea, the ideas behind it, or the way things are organised, it doesn't always have to be. Um, you know, that we 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 can look at the a little. We'll have a look a little. We might have a, a little bit of a chat about the past as well, in the sense that Ireland. It's interesting because Ireland was also. Uh, let's let jumping back into the past for one second. Uh, no, I do because I mean, that is what Travision is: past, present, and future. To yeah, go for just, it. Just, just, just to say that, like Ireland, that Ireland's history, for most of Ireland's history, it ran, it ran its its political situation and organization in the Gaelic world, which was for thousands of years until about the 17th century, was, uh, as you said, was um, uh, decentralized kind of authorities, you know. So no one place was in charge of the country. There was no, even though we had kings, kings didn't run the entire show. Everything, in fact, it was divided into different numbers of tours, as we know. Well, four provinces, actually five provinces originally, um, the the five fifths, and then within them, various uh, clans and tours divided into the countries or territories that were organized into uh, confederations, as they call them, or whatever. Uh, but no, and you can talk about this in the present moment as well, but like there was no, even to be a high king of Ireland, you kind of uh, didn't mean you had direct authority across the whole country. Now, now they had authority of sorts, but it was, uh, they couldn't change the laws within individual tools that weren't their own ones, for instance. Yeah, we were always, you're always going to have, if it's, you know, almost a partnership, an alliance uh, within any kind of uh, setting. It's yeah. like, uh, if, it, if it's good for us all, we should stand together. If it's going to affect us all, we should stand together. So that kind of monopoly kind of discussions will go on, I'd imagine. Yeah, so like we had four provinces, four main provinces in Meath, Meath which means the middle or the centre. And in Meath, you had the, the kind of like the new function seem, seemingly kind of like the neutral zone in which uh, uh, big gatherings were held, you know, Tara and Tulsh and the big festivals where people were on sort of neutral ground. So it kind yeah. of it kind of functioned as a ground that was neither was neither of the four main provinces, and therefore you weren't in anyone else's territory, if you know what I mean. 
But in other words, that, that, that would be a kind of a location of decentralization. In other words, no matter who you are, who you think you are, how powerful you are, you go into this zone, you're just like everybody else. Uh, you don't dictate to anyone. You can't control it. Is yeah. that it? Yeah, it seems to be like that. So it's, so it's the kind of the opposite to kind of the opposite to, say, the European systems at the time and now uh, that we're used to, where, where you have a capital city at the middle or, or the main centre and the king is there or the government and everything is centralised there, you know? So we have that now. We have one of the most centralised countries in Europe because uh, everything is centred on Dublin, as you know, uh, because of historical reasons, you know. So, but Ireland was actually the opposite to that. Outside of Dublin... Dublin was centralized in those days too, of course. Dublin had was running a centralized system because it was an English system, but it only extended as far as the pale. So, you know, out as far as the four shires, as, as we as we've discussed before. Mm-hmm. O- outside of that, outside of that is what we're talking about. Uh, it was decentralized, and it's almost the opposite, just like you said, very interesting in the sense that instead of power and authority being, you know, the king having power and authority in the middle or at the center, instead, if the center is like a place that everyone can gather because actually your authority you don't have it there if you know what i mean so it's quite different yeah yeah and that that's pretty much again almost very similar to the selection of who your leader would be uh one family couldn't dictate this will be our leader uh it had to be extended family it had to be a person that was agreed upon many that this person would be more good for us than bad for us or it could be the lesser two evils who knows but it was kind of that decentralized that it wasn't a dictation process. It was more like you choose your own leader. It's, it's quite it's things things going on in history books that you yeah exactly that you're that you're discussing there. There's things going on in history books that sort of wouldn't happen or would cause all kinds of problems in a system that was different. So every every two had its own little uh, its own little army, its own its own kings, its own little armies, its own little courts, its own little you know everything in miniature. And uh, you know, uh, and that's very much that's very much again a bit like even today with Irish travellers. So when people say Irish travellers, they automatically assume one group, one culture, one identity, one people. But in the travel community, for all that's left of us, there's a very diverse, uh, similar mentality. In other words, there could be little tweaks and twists and turns with each clan and different clans culturally wise. They might do one thing slightly different and the others do similar opposite or that kind of over and back. So it was a very diverse community even now. So what you're saying with the two is one court, one army, one court. It means it could also be functional and slightly different, but still connected. So there was law, there was law across, there was law like customary Brehan law or whatever that they talk about, but it wasn't just one system. I mean, it had law, there was law issue, issued by the churches, for example, that or by big synods or bishops or something. Con law it kind of might extend across the whole country, but how that was actually implemented would all be down to the local clans or local tours, you know, because each one is in charge of its own area. And I think that you know, there's anything up to 170 odd of them, 180 different little units in the country that are the sort of con- that we call countries or territories, if you know what I mean. And each, you know, they're not they're they're grouped together into groups, you know. But at the same time, those can change. And like where, like I'm saying that the uh, you have cases where there's uh, disputes, you know, who's the as you were saying about leaders, you know, who's the main leader. But there's two is that are, uh, you know, they're technically they're in half at one stage because there's actually two leaders, <laughs> you know. Yeah. This kind of thing, but but off, quite often, interestingly enough, quite often happening without wars and stuff. Well, that, I go back into that one again, because and again, I'm only saying this because of what I grew up with, and, and uh, all of it sounds almost identical to the history you've been telling me anyway. But if I was to think that one out, I would think that you can have a leader, a spokesperson, a chieftain, all of that, but he could have two brothers, three brothers, four brothers, or five brothers, and each one of them would be as valued as the king himself. So when you say you could have two leaders. You could have three or four leaders because there's still one, one group you could say. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, there you go. It's interesting. I, I, I exactly because when you're reading it through, so that's the thing, isn't it? When you're reading it through a kind of centralized. Now this is something that, for example, the system down in that was in the pale couldn't would would be the exact opposite, completely the opposite. You weren't you, authority runs in a pyramid right to the top, you know, and uh, you basically very limited ability to make your own decisions if you're not at the top. If you know what I mean, you have to like clear everything with the the center you know what i mean and um so they're running very much an opposite system but one that we're more familiar with now where 
authority runs in a big pyramid all the way from you know the ordinary man in the street all the way up to this authority that's down in dublin and that's where it is and that's how it works right that's back a very the, right that's back a to very, the castle yeah it's a very european western structure um and you can see it whether it's the politics or the religion or even businesses it's a very permanent um type setup some of those at the very top then they got management middle management ceos and stuff like this working your way down to the workers yeah, so that's, and that was, that's that's your systematic mentality, I'd imagine. Well, that was it. That was based on medieval, the feudal system in Europe, which people were familiar with. You know, the kind of, um, and they literally, they literally drawn it like a kind of pyramid where God was at the top, according to them. Of course, God was conveniently missing in the sense that, that really it was the king, you know, or the, the pope in the medieval world. That's right. You know, but then the kings, and then under, the, and then from a pyramid, everything is held from the king. You know, so the king's authority is is God has appointed him as an individual, and uh, or the queen, and uh, everything after that, everyone is everything, all the land, everything is held by the grace of the king or the grace of God, essentially. You know what I mean? So it all goes yeah. down in a big pyramid, right down to the bottom, down to the, you know, and well, there's uh, very little, di- yeah, there's very little difference between when you. Take even the Catholic Church, for example. You got the hierarchy, you got the, the Pope at the very top. Yeah. Then you've got these bishops, and then you've got priests, then you've got trainees. Well, if you can go to the president, uh, politicians, political parties, voters, and so on, it's almost identical, but which way you look at it. Same with a company, um, the head of the company, then the management, uh, as I mentioned. But yeah, I just can't get it out of my head. It's so almost predictable to, to look at it how it was designed, where it might have come from. Yeah. So what's interesting in Ireland is that the, uh, you have all the, you have decentralized authority, uh, but you have also have, um, uh, you have a, a system of law that's across the whole country, the, the brand law, you know? So like I said, it might be implemented slightly differently in different places, but at the same time, it's kind of, that's universal. So there's like a universal code uh, that ties together Gaelic civilization, but there's also, but uh, you know, customs and what, however, how things are done. But at the same time, actual authority, like what we would call political authority, is spread across the the country. And it had its. I mean, each systems have their advantages and disadvantages. You know yourself, the 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 big, the very centralized system has certain disadvantages as well as advantages. And one of you know, so they were good at, you know, they could. You know, like the like the capitalist systems of putting the resources into the field, and you know, leaving aside whether how wrong or right it is, if you know what I mean. In the in the great struggle that took place in the 16th century in Ireland and 17th century, is really a struggle between those type of systems. You could look at it that way. You know, well, you could say systems. You could also say uh, the battle of the mentalities. Absolutely, they are, they're, they're definitely two different mentalities. Just while, before we go, we go into the present, or why we're kind of touching on the history, because I mentioned Travision has that a cultural perspective on Irish history and the world view and so on and so forth. So we consider ourselves outside of the European slash Western mentality because we didn't come from there. Uh, and this goes back in what Dylan was just talking about, all Irish Gaelic culture was the opposite of the European culture. Now, before I bring it in, uh, because when I'm learning more about the, the blockchain and the security and the, the wall that goes with that, it's almost identical what we've been planning and talking about, even with Travision, how to shape and how to create it. It's going to be a decentralized organization, no dictatorship. Now, what popped into my head there a minute ago when we were talking about a long-coded Celtic culture is that the, the poles themselves uh, rhymed off whatever message or whatever code they were doing, and it could not be a letter or a word out of place or else it would collapse. In other words, it wasn't the original. It doesn't sound right. Yeah. So I was just thinking about a, what we'll go on to right now and I'll hand over to you is the modern day version, now we're jumping into the future, right? We're talking metaphors, this artificial world that people's psychology will now be resting within. A bit like that movie, The Guy. I don't know if people have seen that. Um, or The Truman Show, another way of looking at it. But I would link the post coding to hash coding or signature coding, um, lo- yeah. blockchain coding. Yeah, it's it's very, almost similar. That's a very interesting idea, yeah. Uh, it's very interesting because that... 
So you have the uh, Irish poetry, the, especially Don Girock, as they call it, which means direct or straight up. Or how would you put it? Righteous or straight or correct or truthful. I, I don't know. There's a few meanings for the word Girock, but you we know, used to say we used to say, say it straight to your mouth. Yeah. So it means literally straight. Okay. Yeah. You know, Girock, Girock in Irish. So straight Don Girock is <laughs> straight, straight out poetry, kind of. We could translate it as for the moment. But that that one that poet that poetry in the had become very formalized in Ireland, like you're describing. And when you're saying code, you're 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 not even exaggerating in the sense that the types of Don Jurek you had to spend about twelve years learning how to do it. In the sense, it had um, uh, very specific rhyming cycles in it. You know what I mean? So it was like uh, uh, each in one of them, for example, each each line has to end with um, uh, the first line would end with a word with two syllables in it. The second line would be three syllables, and that continues all the way through, and can't be that can't be broken, you know. Uh, uh, so, and and it also has rhyming, certain uh, you know, a rhyme at the beginning, uh, X rhyming they call it, where the last last the last word of one sentence rhymes with the first word of the second one, and uh, you know, crisscrossing as they call it. So some of them have those patterns in them and they go all the way through and they might be describing like lists of chiefs or or, or his, historical kings or things like that. And as you said, it was it was it was actually a good way of maintaining information from being corrupted because firstly, there's lots of poets in different parts of the country and they come together and compare. Um, and secondly, it wasn't easy to alter because if you alter the poem like that, that someone had created that followed those regulations, followed those rules. If you change something, it was immediately obvious because it would be difficult to change it and have it make sense, but also still rhyme. Yeah, that's you fascinating. Know? Which is quite incredible. Well, as you said, 12 years, I'd say that's not far off from a high-class, top-class coder in modern terms. Computer coding uh, would take you down almost that length to reach high levels, would it? Uh, yeah, I would think so. Well, to be, yeah, to, absolutely, to be an expert. Like, that's what that that's 12 years is like, you'd be the, the top. I mean, by that stage, those guys probably didn't even chant their own poems off that much because they used to sit there and their their trainees did it. But yeah, of course, like any profession, take about ten, take at least 10 years to get um uh, very good at anything, really, you know. I mean, to be an expert, you know, to be uh, in most things, I think. Um, okay, back, in, back into the present for a so, moment. So, yeah, so so what you're talking about very similar. So we we have a modern thing where where firstly the internet itself, okay, was decentralized. Is a decentralized protocol. <laughs> like nobody owns the internet kind of thing, is it? No, exactly. So it was created on purpose. Just to go back in very tiny, brief thing in the sense yeah. that it was created first in, in the 60s. Was it 60s or 70s? But it was DARPA. You know the crowd making the robot robots. Now it was the Defense Advanced Research Project. Um, that that's right. Noam Chomsky worked on the early stages of that, you know. Oh, did he? It was yeah. It was funded by the Defense Department. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, that they, makes want, a lot. they wanted they wanted for scientists to communicate with each other directly. Yeah, yeah. Well, that makes yeah. total sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. And and they had this other. They funded the original internet. Yeah, you're right. And the the original internet just tied the machines together. Now there wasn't actually a World Wide Web and all that kind of stuff. Just that point. But um, they they wanted to create something like they didn't they didn't think oh we're going to create a new uh, a great new world or anything like that they, they well you know they what they thought was we want something that'll survive a nuclear strike. <laughs> oh, I gotcha. Yeah, so so they had to create. They realized that the only way to do that was to create something that was decentralized, which is quite interesting actually because it actually goes you again. Know it, yeah, you know, it popped into my head there for a moment at the time. Say the little bit I know when Rome collapsed or collapsed. Uh, yeah. the democracy, the literature, the scholars, and it was lost for such a long time. The rest of Europe was in the dark ages without this kind of knowledge and took them quite a while to come out of it. So I think when the nuclear blast um, and the internet, it was so people did not become disconnected uh, with each other in the, the presence of a disaster of some kind or another. Yeah, well, originally, yeah, exactly. But originally the military are trying to do it because... and. Uh, the military are trying to do it because decentralized system is is very hard to break. So, like, if a nuclear strike hit one city, it would mean that the command and control crowd would still be able to issue orders or information across the net because it's a network, and it'll oh, just go, I got it, you, yeah. it'll just go around it. If you know what I mean. So you could knock out one city, but it didn't matter because a message would just be rooted around it. They were taking the target off their own back, so to speak. They didn't have one prime location for it uh, to be exactly, taken out, exactly. as you said. Yeah. Yeah, which is very similar, like, again, which is very similar 
similar said was one of the advantages that Ireland had, uh, as we said, was one of the advantages Gaelic culture had when it came to the you know the struggle. Say like when when Dublin extended its uh, when it sent uh, armies beyond the pale and started into the conquest, it, it ran into the same problem. You could conquer one tour or you could take one tour, but that just was just that was just one. And you could take out a leader, but there was many other leaders, as you've just pointed out. You know, yeah. and the Irish system was very good at throwing up leaders that were that were good leaders, whereas the centralized system was very bad at it. You know, so uh, anyway, we we can talk about that later. But to go forward, the um, yeah, so they created an internet originally uh, for that reason that it was be decentralized, and um, and then I think uh, in the ninety in the about nineteen eighty nine, Tim Berners Lee fella in Switzerland invented the World Wide Web, the IP protocols on top of it to allow the websites to exist and to be you know to sit on top of the internet and each website did has their ip address as so does every internet user i think so that's their code to make them unique inside so, so, the, so the original yeah so you remember the 90s uh, just to go on about it briefly remember the 90s when uh, when they when it was all ideal idealism again of the the, the you know the, the internet and the hackers and all this kind of stuff but the idea was it was decentralized and authority you know, anyone could create a website and anyone could have a business and all this kind of stuff. Um, that was fine until the 2000s when 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 it got kind of, as we would say, colonized, didn't it, by the big corps? Because it was actually quite hard to, you know, you had to be kind of good to, to put a website together and stuff. Yeah, it took a bit of doing in fairness. Still does, actually. And, um, uh, you know, so not everyone could do it. So if you could build a, a platform or something on, onto the onto the web, uh, that was use, use, useful or whatever, then you, you could get somewhere, couldn't you? And that's the, yeah. what we have with the rise of Facebook and all them kind of ones. So uh, well, but one, of the, one of the problems with that thing protocol was that it was designed kind of with a great thing in mind that everyone would open communications and everything would be lovely. Now, the problem is that with everyone signed up to it, of course, we're, everything's getting hacked constantly, isn't it? And yeah. um, it's, it's, it wasn't really built with, to be that secure. Plus, information can just be changed. You hack in somewhere and change all the bank account numbers or do something like that. Um, there's a problem, isn't there? Because you can't even prove. It's hard to prove what happened. And it's it's hard to, you know, once once a hack is done and everyone's information is out there, it's kind of too well, hard. I, I, read in the, well, it's, I read in the paper. I've seen online that it came from a news agent paper that some guy came back to find out his house had been sold because somebody stole his, interest, or stole his uh, ID. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> imagine that come back and your house is gone. Uh, yeah, I mean, a, it was sold in his name and his ID. I mean, I'm laughing, but it's daft. Yeah. Just on that, right? The, the internet was designed with the principle of one take or target off our back, expand it so it doesn't go down. Nobody owns it. Um, and it, it's almost decentralized itself. Say with Bitcoin, well, that would be the same principle, say, like decentralizing the economy in terms of uh, yeah. money. Okay, so like we all we have Bitcoin and Ethereum and all these kind of things, and everyone knows about you know we're we're listening to a lot of stuff about cryptocurrencies and all this kind of stuff. And but just to get just to say that really what's going on is is behind the currency is really just another form of the internet. Uh, the next form of the internet they call Web three or whatever, right? So Web two would be things like Facebook and that. We had the rise of the corpse, you know, Google and Facebook and all them, yeah, and, and that kind of domination of of the internet. But the internet is still there. It's still open outside of those platforms. You know what I mean? But it's just that they became so enormous that for some people, Facebook is the internet, you know? Um, yeah. So, it, yeah. So, it, and that became a problem, as you know, because um, once they're selling advertising and all that kind of stuff, that high centralized centralization would mean that everything is in the one area and people it, it could have huge, if something goes wrong with the, say the algorithm is, you know, like what happened in the, with the politics in the last while, it was easy, easy to manipulate, shall we say. You could just yeah. pay for a lot of advertising, pay for people's information, like what happened with the Cambridge Analytica scandals and that, where they took a lot of people's information and used it to influence the votes and all that kind of stuff. So we had these problems going on. So anyway, in response to that, in 2009, a guy issued the um, Bitcoin was created um, as, a, as a kind of, a, a, again, like you said, a protocol or a code um, uh, that uh, is a thing called, runs on a thing called a blockchain, which is all sounds bizarre, but really it's the blockchain is what's underpinning all of these currencies. Let's just say that. Uh, can I just in, uh, 
uh, just briefly explain what I think. Uh, I was trying to think of ways of trying to explain what does a blockchain, what does it look like? And again, it's just one long code. And uh, what reminded me of sometimes when you're on the internet and you're putting up a password and the internet might suggest a password to you. Yeah. So it's got letters, it's got symbols, it's got ass, and it's got divides. It's got all these got different things going on yeah. inside it. Yeah. And you wouldn't remember it. And that's a short one. And what they do then, I believe, is at the end of that long code they call uh, blockchain, is, is they put a hash, you know, like the hashtag, yes. which is very similar, again, with the online hashtagging names that lights it all up, it brings it all together. It yeah. should make sense if you want to be able to read it. Um, is that my basic understanding so far? Yeah, so, 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 so roughly, just yeah, exactly. So, so this is just a new level of technology. However, it's not mysterious. What it really is is, the, is a ledger, as they call it. So, a ledger is a, you know the accounts book that you have to have for a company, which we're 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 we're, we're, we're talking about just the other day, actually. So, you have a ledger where you're entering everything coming in and everything going out on each page. Yeah. So, the original Bitcoin is literally just an electronic ledger, just lists of you know, transactions lists, if you know what I mean. And and when it reaches a certain number of transactions, it does exactly what you said. You 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 run a um, you run a cryptographic code on it. You run a, a mathematical thing on it, basically, to get a hash code like you're talking about. And that's unique to that page, okay? Yeah. And then and then you say that's one block. And then you take that hash code and you put it with the next block, if you know what I mean. So that creates the chain. Each one. Um, each block that's made has its hash code, and then you take the hash code and put it on the second, on the next block. So they have two overlapping blocks, if you, overlapping codes, if you know what I mean. Now, if you change anything, if you change a hash code, if you change any information on that page, it throws out the, uh, it throw, it means the page uh, and the code don't match. Basically, I won't go into it, and I, I'm not going to pretend to understand the maths. However, it's based on the same. What we mean by cryptography, and that is just the same thing as. You know when you know when you well, see it, po- it goes it goes back to the post, doesn't it? Yeah, you know when you there's, there's, an origi- there's an original code. You'll know it when you're being told. Yeah, you had to learn um, it. So exactly. So there was like it were, they're just running computer code versions of what the poets were doing, and it's the same crack. It's like when you used to do a code as a kid and you change the letters of a word. Uh, you'd have like change, you know, make each letter equal a number, if you know what I mean, and then just and then to change it, you know. And you could write if you knew the code, you could you could re, re find out what the word really was. You know that kind of way. I so think mirror coding was as far as I got. Okay, yeah, well, exactly. But that that's all it is. That's that's all that's happening now. The weird what they call a chain because they chain the blocks together, and they're just pay, like pages in a in a in a book, and they just chain them together on the computer, and then it off it goes. If you know what I mean. So as you're transacting things, they chain it together. Now the next step is they take that you take. A co- the chain is you're building a chain on one computer so what happens if you take that chain and give it to, and give a copy of the same chain to every computer that that, ha- that wants one or everyone involved in the network that's your decentralization if you know what i mean so you you don't just trust one person to have a chain because i could write in a, a transaction saying that dylan has millions of bitcoins do you know what i mean uh uh, but if all the other chain, if all the other people have copies of the chain as well, like you do, and everyone else has a copy as well, then all those can be checked, right? And all of them say, I don't, okay? And therefore, so if, there's a, if there's any subtle little changes, say, from I'm going to go back next month or back three months in my ledgers or blocks, yeah. and I want to change something because I'm not happy with it, yeah. it'll actually show up literally in the modern, in the, your present code. They will yeah. tell you this has been changed. Exactly, exactly. So you, you change something. If I go back three months and try to change a transaction to say that actually Bernard gave me 20, 28 Bitcoins to make me rich, right? I change that, but it throw it actually throws out the little co- crypt, the little hash codes that were put onto the pages. It throws them out, not just the one on that page, but the ones on, on the chain all the way to now. Yikes. So all of them go out, if you know what I mean. And so, and so everyone can tell that something, firstly, something's been changed. You can see it straight away. And secondly, none of the other... Uh, none of the other chains would have that change in them, okay? So what happens is the systems are built to, they'll reseal, they'll reheal themselves, if you mean. In other words, they'll discard that chain, they'll reject yours as being changed, and it'll continue with the one that they believe is true. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 let me ask you a question. One, we 
a good explanation too. We got a good grasp of why the internet was created, or at least how it spread out to the world. And when this guy came along then and connected us all. Well, how would you describe the, the blockchain or is it still too early to explain it as easy as we now can explain the internet? Yeah, well, it's only developing now, so we, we're not sure where it's going, but we've seen, we have enough time from the 10 years in 2009 after the crash, uh, the economic crash. So the first thing they used uh, when your man, you know, nobody knows who he is. It's Satoshi, um, oh, what's his name? I can't remember his name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, I could yeah. his name also. That's one of them blanks. But um, uh, anyway, he's anonymous and he releases that and that's fine. So we have that idea there, like we said, about how it works. And initially, it's used literally like a ledger just for money, just for a thing called Bitcoin and just for transactions. And everyone's using it like that. And that's grand. And that spreads very rapidly. Then you have a second level where people go, hang on a second. If you have a if it's a computer, then it's not just like a book. You don't have to just have ledger. You don't have to just have entries of like X amount of coins going over there and over here. You can actually put little programs on that, if you know what I mean. Like you could have instead of a transaction, you could actually write in little bits of code that do things, if you know what I mean. Give me an you, example, uh, if you can. So on, so instead of on the page, instead of saying like 200 Bitcoins move, move to, you know, move from Bernard to Dylan's account, you could have put in a little piece of code onto the page and say, uh, on the 28th of January, 2022, move 28 Bitcoins from Bernard to Dylan, if you know what I mean. Now don't, you know, not, not yet, but put it into the, you can put it into the chain and well, you can schedule it, it. Yeah, and because it's code, and because it's computers you're dealing with, they'll understand that and do it. You see, so so someone went, hang on a second, we can put programs on here, and they'll they'll be on the chain. You see, yeah, okay. right. So that I, that. I, I'm I'm saying yeah, but I I won't lie to you, I'm still struggling to process some of it. Yeah, okay. Uh, so that, that that's the thing. So like the first thing is issuing a little, it's a ledger, and you can the basic point we've got there is that. It makes it that information is very difficult to change and can be relied on on the internet. And the second thing is the chains are very difficult to corrupt, as we just this seems to, This seems to be something that almost overrides all other known systems, contracts, treaties, in terms of keeping your word, keeping it original, not changing, yeah, it, not chopping yeah. it. And so, you lock so, it into this code. It's a bit yeah, like escrow in some ways, isn't it? Yeah, so to stick with yeah to stick with that idea that we've just we, we were talking about that it can't be corrupted because it's decentralized, it's very difficult to corrupt it. Um, but so of course this means that it's easy to move things around and have it reliable. So you can have an account that's recorded in a blockchain uh, of your bitcoins or in in money, or you can actually have any anything really you could that you can imagine. You can put on a computer, you could put it onto a blockchain, and then you understand that it'd be it's very difficult for anyone to change that. As long as that chain is there, so so that suddenly makes the internet it's completely different to where I could just break into your computer and alter all the information on it. And there's not much you can do about it, okay? Yeah. Whereas whereas imagine now with a blockchain's running, I could break into your computer, change all the information on your blockchain, but the next thing is as soon as you connect to the other computers, it'll all be corrected again. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. So that is another way of explaining the internet again. It's about like it's not one target, not one code, not one place. So it's exactly, we're back to the original. Yeah. We're back to the original internet. Okay, ideas of the original internet, exactly. Except now it's a more modern version, and we have these chains running and stuff like that. Okay. Now the the mining, the you know, you hear about Bitcoin mining and all that, but that's actually just the calculating of those hash codes. That's all that is. So it's not mining at all, really. It's it's calculating those codes. Um, yeah. Is 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 the blockchains and metaverse a uh, metaverse? Are the in any way healthy uh, for the environment? Well, we know some of the data centers use a lot of uh, energy and water and so on and so forth. Well, I think there can be. I think that it's not, I don't think it's that, I think they will be. I think it's not that, uh, the original one, I don't think anyone knew what was going to happen or how big it was going to get. And the original one was was based on this idea that to, in order to secure the chains, that it would be good to have the computers do lots of work on those, on making those hash codes, okay? So that would make it difficult, which would mean people would have to invest a lot of hardware. You know, uh, they'd invest a lot of in the computers. They actually run the ledgers. They run the chains. But it would, you know, by making it difficult, that makes the chain more secure. Okay, so that was the original idea. 
But that, of course, has backfired in the sense that there's so many people mining bitcoins now that it's become an energy crisis. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, you've got like a problem there, right? But that's not the only way of doing it. You don't have to do it that way. You could, you can do it a different way. You can have it that people uh, put money down. It's like putting money down on something, you know? Like if all of, if all of us put money into something, then mm. we, all have, we all have a stake in it. And uh, that can ensure that we all ha- 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 have a stake in it being correct. Do you know what, you know what I mean? So uh, they're moving to those kind of ones now where it's not like they're not ever increasing amounts of power to create the hash codes. They, they drop that. And instead, they have everyone put in a stake, um, yeah. uh, everyone on the network and whatever. I, I won't go into all that because it's a bit No, it's okay. Te- but I, I, just uh, kind of... Um... We started off with history and we talked about mentalities. We talked about the Gaelic culture and the ports and the coding. Um, we talked about English colonial systems in operation today in Ireland. Yeah. So we're back to the mentalities. And so, it's, it's got, we're kind of like outside all of that, right? We're, seeing, we're still seeing a battle of mentalities because why would Facebook want to go into metaverse um, and so, not have done it prior to this? Yeah, so leaving aside the money, exactly what, what it allows is because... Because the things are reliable, what it allows is a lot more than just money. It allows things like entire supply chains to be put on the chain, onto the onto the ledgers, onto the blockchains. You know, you could uh, follow like a piece of cheese all the, as it gets made and all the way through the system, and it would have reliable information. You know what I mean? Um, it allows uh, a de- because it's de- decentralized. It allows you to build decentralized things again, if you know what I mean, like on a global scale. So you could build a chat service or something that would be around the whole world but wouldn't be any particular company running it it would just be on the on the on the run from the blockchains if you know what i mean uh, basically on the internet so you can you know see what? it's a bit like um it's a cross between what we do we talk about um the lost castles and um, then we talk about the current stuff with the conflict with irish travelers and settlementality in the states yes. and then we often talked about the matrix and the matrix being a programmed reality which I would argue Ireland is not much different from the Matrix. Now we got uh, Metaverse. Um, where does this all end? What's the okay? Well, the, meta, the meta, meta, Metaverse is slightly different in the sense that that's looking ahead. That's not different, but it's based on this. Okay, so they're looking ahead, ahead a bit, and they're saying that when everything gets built on top of this kind of technology for this new internet, that it's going to allow people to have like um, you know those kind of virtual worlds where they're all walking around. Metaverse comes from a sci-fi book in 1992 called Snow Crash, where this guy and I haven't read it properly, but um, it comes from that, and it was where everyone's kind of living in this virtual world. You know, you've seen it in many sci-fi, so it's it's where you know you're. Oh yeah, uh, I would I'd re- I'd, re- I'd, re- I'd recommend uh, people watch uh, the movie The Guy. Um, and it's uh, Ryan Reynolds is in it, and basically he's part of a code that came to life in a computer game. Oh yeah, this, yeah. So basically, you know, he, he starts rewriting his own code and changing and all this kind of stuff. But it's well worth watching, I think, because I, think was I Ready, love that kind of stuff. It was Ready Player One? I don't know. Was that one of them? I haven't seen that either. But anyway, um, yeah. So the metaverse is just looking into the future, where it's like everybody has um, virtual. You can have you go to meetings, but you're in a virtual. You know, virtual reality. That's essentially it, right? So they're looking a bit ahead. But the word metaverse is being is coming from the people creating all these blockchains at the moment. Okay. Now the first yeah. thing that the first thing that's being disrupted, as we said, is finance and that. But it goes. It's going to go a lot further than that, obviously, in the future. But of course, the reason we and you were talking about it is that recently, like you like you pointed out. The internet had become this thing where very highly centralized on on just a few big massive companies like Amazon, Google, Facebook, and that's right, yeah. and a handful of others, and that wasn't really the whole. That wasn't intended from the point of view that it has problems for people's freedom, personal information, the way that all our information was taken and used, either for political reasons or mostly for commercial so, so yeah. for pro- profits and power. For profits and commercial reasons. And it's yeah. like your mind, you sign up to Facebook, fine, but they're using your, they're selling your, the way they're making millions selling your money to advertise, selling your information, sorry, to you, advertisers. You're on Facebook uh, ranting and giving out and stinking the place up with your opinions and somebody else is just milking you for all your worth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, exactly. They, yeah, they, they've yeah. already have you hooked into the, their system. They've yeah. already course, given them your personal information. Wow. Yeah, and of course that's going to get worse because um, uh, as we 
more and more devices, you know, this internet of things, you've got phones, everything gets intelligent, you know, your fridges and everything, everything knows something about you. You know, your fridge knows what you're, <laughs> your fridge knows what you're buying, you know, your, your yeah, front, yeah. your front, your front door knows when you're coming in and out of the house, you know, uh, your Amazon Alexa knows when you're, what, what kind of stuff you're looking at on Amazon. And then, you know, you're getting all this, you know, that kind of way that people do, get free, freaked do you, out. Do you think it, it will affect uh, the physical world? Say like, like again, this is just kind of an example. But take all these big uh, corporate colonial joints that never stopped. Uh, they influence the physical world. They actually pretty much buy politicians and governments left, right and centre. Will metaphors come up with their own political system? A metaphors political yeah. government. So, so here's the, here's the, the same battle that we were talking about that was going on between centralised, the pale centralised system in Ireland on the one side and the decentralized Gaelic system on the other. Um, we would say, me and you would say as well, would, we, we, we would say that that same battle is, is still going on in the sense of that sort of struggle for who's going to dominate that, uh, this, yeah. this new internet. Because Facebook didn't change their name lightly, if you know what I mean. They changed their name very quickly. And he, he's, he, he wants to hire 10,000 people to create this metaverse. But really it's in response to what they perceive as a threat to them being the one big uh, social network system, because actually with these new blockchain systems, you can actually build a social network that has no company in charge because it's decentralized more like, more like all the tools were in Ireland, you know? And so then something all, happening, then something happening like that. Sorry for question, my friend. Yep. Then something happen like that with the, the banking systems and say the post office and the credit unions, but they crippled them with regulations, so yeah, they couldn't get threat to them. Absolutely, credit unions and things like that would have been an, or, or an earlier form of, um, you know, there were cooperatives and things like that. So you could say there were more decentralized systems as well, you know, um, but they weren't for profit. They weren't like for profit only and that kind of stuff. So that's slightly, slightly different. But it's uh, yeah. I mean, you can build anything on the blockchains, including for profit. So there's no reason why when someone builds this new internet that it doesn't, you know, as Facebook realizes, if they can capture it quickly um, and the same with other businesses, then uh, before people realize, then they can dominate that world as well. You know, they, ha they have it in a way which is very, very in uh, Western, I would imagine, is that uh, say ABC, you got the mobile phones, you got the internet and you got metaphors and they're always kind of uh, almost encouraging you that we're moving to a new place. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're go we're coming from the old internet to the new internet, and now we're this going is, to phase three. But as you said earlier on, for us, because we're kind of a grasp on the mentalities and the history, it's like sitting outside of that and almost enjoying it at times because you do see these battles over and back between the colonial companies and the physical world and uh, clash the mentalities between techies and politicians. Um, yeah. It's just amazing, most of it, for me anyway. So, so for a lot of the people realized. Um, and it re-emerged again recently with these things called DAOs, which was a new type of company, as they thought it was a new type of company. Me and you were going to say it isn't, but... Well, um, what's the... What's that again, my friend? So they call them a decentralized autonomous organization uh, uh, or a corporation. An organization... I'm just reading on the Wikipedia here, okay? So, and you'd find yeah. this interesting. An organization represented by rules encoded as a computer program that are transparent, controlled by organization members and not influenced by a central government. So DAO's gotcha. financial transaction record and program rules are maintained on a blockchain. The precise legal status of this type of business is unclear at the moment. <laughs> I remember in 2007, right, because for where I was coming from, I guess, the settled code was doing more damage to our people and themselves uh, than anything else. So at the time, I applied to the Social Entrepreneurs of Ireland, which are brilliant people. And they had supported me. But unfortunately, yeah, I go into another time why I didn't, it never maintained or last. But the idea at that time was, I thought that before we get to the settled courts or before people end up going to jail because they didn't understand the laws and the laws didn't understand the people, that we would create our own system, our own get together, a training course, a module. I forgot what I was even calling it because I wasn't, I didn't have fully developed concepts of our history at the time. Yeah. But I knew it would need to happen. So I was willing to recreate this kind of platform where we talk to travellers, go through the issues, talk about what's ahead of them, talk about what kind of court they're facing, and also to just understand their own history and use that to benefit mental health. Um, yeah. So is that where, that's where we're kind of at now at the moment with the... 
yeah, the, the, the modern setup with the oh, brilliant, brilliant, yeah. New I think it represents opportunity. That's the thing, isn't it? In in amongst that, they call like there's um there's opportunity. I think if people uh, have an awareness of what's going on, if you know what I mean. So it's not really just about coins. Obviously, loads of people are scrambling to because they can make money on coins and. You oh, know, for be- me, uh, Dylan, this is nothing more than mentality. They can call it anything they want. Whether yeah. it be imperialism, colonization, capitalism, metaverse, it's still a yeah. It's a battle of mentalities, and it's, it's that's why we see it anyway. Yeah, so you like this one because this is very similar to what I, we've got a word here for um, what you described earlier, where the the um, the poets had the codes in Ireland, right? So we had a, de- a decentralized system. So we have good, we have very important information in Ireland. Knowledge, um, absolutely. I very important what, information, yeah, because yeah. because we actually understand what systems like that would run like and what they would actually work like, and that they could work and did used to work, and we're actually quite resistant. You know, we're able to resist change, and we're. Good at we're actually good at distributing. Um, but I won't lie to you either, my friend. I, I get quite a kick out of this now because this is something that one that was back in 2007 when I was doing that. I can go back another few years and say I was doing very similar things about countering the centralized mentality against the well, should have been a more decentralized mentality. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's just absolutely yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. And it kind of in a way, it doesn't it's not that surprising. In, in a way, I mean it's it's Obviously, fair play to yourself, but it was not. It's, it kind of makes sense as well, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, the only reason I'm saying it is, it's, it's, um, it's like one. It's it sounds and looks so familiar, even if we've never met it before. Yeah. Um, we've countered this before, but also the fact that Travision was already operating and trying to create something that was different from the Anglicized systems or the Western systems that was based on decentralization. And about giving the people and the clans and the communities more so influence and power. So I've actually seen things where they actually say that because, and, and this makes sense too. I've actually seen things where they're saying that it's being adopted in in the east quicker. Some of the some of the. Decent- <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes sense, yeah, because they're also like the Western mentality. Uh, exactly, and that the West is having problems with some of the decentralized. <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing. But I tell you why. You know. This is, it is funny for me because remember a while back we were talking about mentalities a couple of years back. Yeah. And we're, it was kind of the early stages of me trying to explain the settled mentality and the travel mentality. Not that yeah. I was explaining it in great detail like we're doing now, but we're willing to explore it and try to understand it more. And we we're learning at the same time. Yeah. But you went on to te- check the theory of this mentality thing that if I, if I could be anywhere right at all, it would mean there was, should be a decline in the settled mentality. And you Google up and pull up some report that's 20 years in the makings. They were talking about the indigenous businesses were declining. And one of the key factors was the lack of creativity. Oh, of yeah. course, creativity is your mentality. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, which was to do with also to, yeah, and to do with access to your, whether you have access to, exactly. The mentality would mean that you would be blocked from access to your own history. In our case, it would mean that because uh, your own history would be is in a different mentality to you know you know you know what we're saying. I do. Uh, it's like a, it's like if it's yeah. the, the world is swinging around, uh, yeah. almost three sixty and coming back to where a lot of the original ideas had once started in the Gaelic culture. That's it. So I mean, exactly. I mean, Ireland's that's where Ireland has it. We could have an advantage. We could actually have an advantage by big time. By being by being able to switch mentality to understand how to operate things that are decentralized. Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to uh, write the either on bullshit you. Earlier on, I mentioned about you. the, 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 <laughs> the yeah. well, we, yeah. Um, I mentioned earlier on about the political metaverse. Um, yeah. And a part of the, this voting system I wanted to part for Travision, even before hearing of metaverse, was very similar to what we're even talking about, codes and all this kind of stuff. And why wouldn't it be familiar? It comes... From a particular kind of mindset, yeah. but I was hoping that I am not hoping is to link up with a, the right kind of people and uh, to develop an app on politics, uh, travel politics, um, yeah. and could spread much further in wider communities, of course. But there's different levels to it. There's different uh, voters' rights, um, and because all these are different features. But I was then looking at the metaverse version, and I'm saying this is the exact same thing. Um, so I'm looking, yeah. Sorry, I was a bit of a rant. I was just thinking the earlier on, I mentioned the politics. It was actually a reason because I've written, written, written down a lot of shit last night oh, on yeah. a decentralized political system. Yeah. I can yeah. see, I can see metaverse ending up electing and selecting uh, individuals in the real world and governments 
if it's done correctly. Well, so to make yeah, but to make it work here in the in Western world where we are, I mean, it's going to take two things. You're going to need you need actually two things, and we could have an advantage here from discussing what you're talking about. You know what I mean? In the sense that we have, if you have any tradition at all of a mentality that can actually handle that and understand that to some extent, or just thinks operates in that way, you know what I mean? That that's normal, uh, that that's part of your mentality or your culture. Um, and you're comfortable with that, you know what I mean? And you're not getting freaked out because it's not centralized, you know what I mean? You know, then you have an advantage. You should, should in theory, have an advantage if you can, uh, by being, a, if you have an awareness, you know, to build on those systems that are there that allow that. Like in Asia, for example, in certain parts of Asia, I'm not saying they're all, uh, I mean, they have, you know, China's very centralized in it some ways, but in other ways, their mentality allows them to actually adopt kind of collective decentralization much easier than in the west because of the india history. india would have very similar uh Japan yeah they would have very similar also yeah and they're going for hell for letter on that there's a big adoption in those places for that very reason now it's it's yeah. interesting and that's what i'm saying yeah we could do that here and i think it's really fascinating because i think we could write down that thing you you like what you were saying earlier which interests me um that say we could say that maybe as a rough example and i know we're 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 sort of i'm not trying to we're not discussing, I'm not trying to say like we know exactly, you know, the exactly what medieval learning was like. That's that's open for discussion. But for the purposes of this thing, we're talking about a decentralized system with numerous little uh, territories all running uh, independent, independently, uh, independent authorities. Um, uh, but they're all maintaining, they all have a code between them, which we which we know as Fenicus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just so yeah um the law system which was they're, universal they're, they're medieval systems right uh and yeah. you're talking about the decentralization and again this is right to this present day because i grew up seeing this literally seeing this uh happening uh with clans with communities with families um so they, it, it's it's yeah they have that decentralization mentality it just yes. needs a bit of tweaking i think go on sorry yeah, so this one, no, what I'm saying is that uh, just even historical, sort of like that kind of, yeah, I'm wearing a history hat, but it's like when you're looking at it, you're kind of going, okay, so we have this system. And, the, and if that's the case, that's a way of, understa- a way of understanding it, that, uh, for me anyway. Um, so we're looking at it going, okay, so, but they have a universal code across the whole country. What makes it the Gaelic world? What, makes the, what unites the mentality? What makes it that you can walk from one end of the country to the other and actually off into Scotland if you want? And it's all the one zone in a way, even though you're going through numerous, numerous territories, you know? You know what it creates, Dylan, I think, because when you think about it, cultures are based on mentalities and mentalities are based on cultures. Yeah. Is that when you grew up there, because you were saying about how would people know, uh, again, travelers that I've never met, never seen, never even heard of their names, but yet we know we're, in, we're travelers. We know there's a certain code. It's in a certain environment that you'll know if there's something off or something isn't right. It's a bit yeah. like reading your situation or your environment, which is very similar to reading the code. It's a bit like if something is off, you're going to sense it, you're going to feel it. That's it. If it's an immediate danger or threat, you'll also sense it. Um, fascinating stuff. Yeah. So I'm going to say that actually what's interesting me here is that I see that written beside that DAO thing is that um, that we were saying that the, the autonomous decentralized corporation that they're having trouble dealing with in the West because the laws and stuff don't allow that to exist, if you know what I mean. And that's one of the things that we might be missing in Ireland because it never got to develop. It was never the law was very heavily centralized the other way. And interestingly, because of the way Irish history went, I would say we actually are more centralized than even the countries in Europe that were based on the very centralized system, if you know what I mean. Yeah. When they they conquered, when they were all, when, when the kings conquered their own countries like France and England and made them very centralized, they're actually less so now, but we're the most centralized in Western Europe. Anyway. But we won't we won't um, um, we won't go on about it. But I'd say here there's a word here that I didn't even know, which is algocracy. Okay, and it means um, uh, government by uh, government by the algorithm. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, well, uh, yeah. As you know, an or- alternative also- form of of government or social ordering. Now, for some people, that could be a nightmare because we're thinking Jesus, you know. But um, but it's the usage of computer. In this case, it's computer algorithms. So it's like saying we have codes or laws. No, no different to law codes, which would be an early form of of the same thing in a way. So here's the here's the law. Here's the rules. Here's what happens. But Ireland is that one where actually the law, the algorithm was higher than the political system, if you know what I mean, in the sense that that's the algorithm was across the whole of the Gaelic world, as in the Brehan law was across the whole Gaelic world, and it was unified. 
but the political system wasn't was completely decentralized yes yes you know what i mean so that's that's it's completely different way of thinking isn't it uh from my perspective to the to the western way of thinking where it's the other way around you know everything everything is subject to the state everything must be subject to the state the state is only one thing that can only ever be one state whereas in the gaelic world there was numerous states but all were subject to the law that's right. Well, yeah. again, you go back into the mentality thing, right? So you got Christianity, yeah. which is one mentality, but within that, you had thirty-three thousand different dominions, like all the different groups. But do you remember? Do you remember what we were describing? That the law is not administered by a central authority. There isn't a central authority in Gaelic Ireland saying this is what brand law is and this is what enforces it. It's enforced by everybody comparing by everybody. It's by decentralized, like the like the decentralized blockchain. It's because each individual territory. Is saying this is what's the law. You know what I mean? And, See, it, yeah, and if, in the, if numerous, yeah. sorry, in if the, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, in go the on. English system, or sorry, yeah, in the English system, Western system, when something goes out of uh, place or the laws broke, it's a very strict system of guilty, not guilty, punishment, and they have a really huge focus on that. Where the Celtic culture, um, it was more about, uh, yeah, the, the effects of it would be it'd be like punching yourself in the nose to break the law you'd be actually literally just hurting yourself and nobody else uh, rather than being punished and getting angry and not understanding it uh, within a Celtic mentality or culture I believe that it's more a case of that you're biting off your own foot well that's it there was constant attempts in the, the Gaelic system of law seems to be mostly to do with um, re, rebalancing rebalancing the system if you know what I mean in other words it's when it's running uh, things are peaceful, but when it goes out, you know, fight wars break out when it's when it gets out of balance. So they'd be normally spending a lot of the things was involved not just punishment, as you said, the 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 um, the English law in Ireland uh, in Dublin in Dublin area and in, in the cities um, was concerned only about punishing infractions against the state. Okay, you know, you did something wrong, the state punished you. Uh, it's a completely different concept, like you're describing in in the Gaelic world, where it's where where things go out of balance and battle and fights happen and of course there's crimes and things but everything is yeah, dealt yeah. with quite differently in the sense that it's actually balanced on it's done on a balanced system where um good and bad and in other words good actions are rewarded as much as bad actions are punished and they're actually balanced against each other and actually in cases where even in cases of crime uh mitigating circumstances and things like that where people did good thing you know if they did it because they believed it was doing good that kind of stuff then it can be balanced out if you know what i mean like it goes yeah. for, for for you and against you if you know what i mean and well, uh, it's a bit like what ellen watts would be talking about a uh, concentration or focus or even standing point. you can look at any one thing in three different ways yeah. you can look at it from a standing point you can go up really close to it and look at it and it'll look different when you're closer to it or you can take a step away back from it and then it'll look different again so the, 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 the Gaelic uh, structure was a bit like that, looking at all the different perspectives of one thing, uh, yeah. maybe. Well, actually, we might talk about that. we we'll talk about that in the future some other time, because I was going to say to you, it's actually it's intriguing to me. It's, it's, that, it's, like, an, it's like there's an algorithm or a, or a code, and the idea is that they're trying to interpret what it is that's right. You know what I mean? What is the code saying? You know what I mean? Like that's the Do you point. remember for years I've been shouting about the English language as a systematic language. It's a chopped up uh, Frankenstein language, which of course I've changed a lot since then. But I always seen it pretty much as a coded language, always. And it has that coded effect on people. If you take the tear system, like if you take uh, the working class people, these are not unintelligent people. These just just been people who've been denied a certain level of education, a certain coding that will get them on to the next level, and you, you know that's where I always seen it anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, yeah. True. Yeah. That's scared to share the linguistics. Yeah. That's another. That's a, that, <laughs> well, all, that, 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 yeah. Well, of course, things the culture goes into the language. You can't separate them to some extent. I mean, you you can a bit, but you can't. Yeah. Of course, the the concepts go into the into the. Uh, or embedded into the language, so uh, you know. Uh, I think Ireland. Yeah, I think Ireland's got the wrong um, blockchain. We have got the wrong code. <laughs> well, exactly. We're we're using we're kind of falling between two stools because we're kind of using two and half of one and not understanding the one that was not understanding either of them properly. You know what I mean? Do you think this will help people in of terms view, of um, eliminating world hunger? Um, 
challenging inequalities. Do you think Metaverse might have that potential, given that it's so locked in, or is it just really for trading and so on and so forth? No, I think I think that a lot of social good can be done because I think that, as you pointed out, a lot of things to do with ID. And I think a lot of it allow. I think interpreted correctly, as in used, if we if we see its potential and the people are educated about it, I think it can be used to do a lot of good. Yeah, I mean, you were discussing things to do with IDs, like for example, the state says that you cannot have this because you don't have a set address or something. Whereas, like we we were ta- we were discussing that already. We were saying, well, you could have ID and voting rights and not have a set address if it was registered on the blockchains. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Believe not in the. No, in I the, would actually in allow the, movement. In the the re, well, we call it reality. We call it the, the the real world, the physical world. Is say if you were a traveler living in a trailer, if you're a traveler homeless, if you're anyone that's homeless. Yeah. Well, automatically you're not uh, part of the code of the system. Yeah. So when you go to vote, you see you have no address, you have no code. Yeah. What we're seeing with to Travision on this is that we'll create systems that gives homeless people a care of address where they can pick up their voting card so they do have a right to vote. Bits like that where I think we're doing the similar to the metaverse. Well, exactly. I mean, if you're legal, why, why you say it's, it's the house? That was all to do with having to have people pegged or settled into one place. You know what I mean? Pen, pinned to one area or whatever, you know what I mean? Which was a the concern. Number of your house was your code. <laughs> which was very much a concern of the state, if you know, the, of, the, of, the, of the unitary state, you know what I mean? Which was the main thing it was concerned about, not just in Ireland, but in England and, and other places, was, was making sure nobody moved anywhere, you know? So before we finish up, because this yeah. is gone, but just um, remember before there was a kind of a, a lazy jump from going one platform to another. Do you remember the digital, ca- not the word digital, I beg your pardon, the cameras, uh, Kodak, right? They were like the biggest um, camera industry and in probably. Oh, yeah, 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 the yeah, world. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then came along the Internet and everyone thought the Internet, ah, that's not real. Hand out a business card, uh, word of mouth, use the yeah. papers. Nobody, and then. Kodak almost collapsed uh, yeah. where sprung up companies that did jump on early. Is that bit like what's going to happen with Metaverse? I think that's exactly what's happening. Yeah, I think it's new. The rise of uh, a new of uh, the new stage of the Internet. So, yeah, there's that, that. That's a lot of what's going on with the, the cryptocurrency and everything. It's really just a rush to like the dot com bubble that in 19 in the 90s. There's an element of a bubble to it, but it's actually based on real technology. The coins aren't even the important thing, although they're making people money. They're really just investing in the building the blockchain technology, which which a lot of stuff is going to be based on going going into the future. So because just it, before uh, we finish up, right? Yeah, yeah. And again, this is kind of a, including hopefully Travision. <laughs> yeah, I was going to pretty much say that is yeah. that because we our focus has always been on the mentalities. Like we're yes. not blaming people, we're not blaming genetics, we're not blaming anything because when I say mentalities, I mean a language, I mean a code, I mean. A, that kind of setup that people can step outside of it and if people need help to step outside of it just think of it in these terms we are a people on an island that had thousands of years of culture in its own language we now are operating in another language that came from somewhere else that somewhere else had never left because we kept using the systems and the language and the mentality we're saying there's people in the west of ireland there are irish travelers who did not come from that coding and cannot adapt to it. So we, with true Travision, hopefully, is going to sort of a decolonization that would give people a vast, 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 uh, better understanding of metaverse, Facebook, mentalities, cultures, because it's all about stepping outside of these codes, isn't it, my friend? Yeah, that's it. Good sum. Good sum up. Yeah. I'm going to keep that now for my uh, potential funders or investors. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, why not? <laughs> boys, thank you very much for the podcast. I really appreciate it. And we got to do one on The Matrix. We said we'd do it before the movie'd come out because if Find Us doing it afterwards, I like... So, yeah. But anyway, do kinda, that as soon kinda, as possible. Kind of covered some of it there, but yeah, I get you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we do, yeah, well, we'll bre- I think I, I, I'd like to break it down. I, from now on, I'm just going to be a little more freer um, because in the past, I was all riled up. I've been in the firing line for a all my life um, yeah. I wasn't getting paid for it so I didn't have other structures in my life that added to my uh, behavior so now I'm just trying to decentralize myself yeah understand is that to, to invite people to understand is to invite them instead yeah. of trying to force it upon them I'm saying this yeah. out loud at the same time but this this is some of the things I'm trying to work on myself yeah so 
So, no, you very interesting. Thank, thank, thanks yourself. Very, uh, very interesting conversation. Thanks for that. I have a few ideas out of that. I, I, a few ideas out of that myself. I think we need to work. And that's uh, that's brilliant, and I, I think that's uh, the whole idea of it. Because as you said, uh, the, there's an advantage here. I can sense it. It's a bit like uh, going through something all your life, knowing something but not knowing it. Yeah. And then finding out, and it's like all the dominoes are starting to fall. And it isn't one of these elaborate um, confirmation biased. Uh, of course, I want a lot of things to be real, to challenge the things in our lives that are pretty much unreal. But we also have it from your own perspective as an historian. You can see when there's a mentality shift. You can see how the systems pump that mentality over yeah. centuries. I mean, even if so, it was as simple as knowing that it once was, it was things have not always been the same. You know what I mean? So yeah. that, that's that's important to know that. You know what I mean? And you don't need no high levels of education. Uh, I've been I I left when I was thirteen. I didn't go back. I have no qualifications, yeah. which might explain why I'm still unemployed. But it's in terms of mentalities and systematic mentalities and all this stuff. You're not doing me any favors. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but I say here's the, here's the advantage is that if if you grew up in an environment or born into an environment, there's no reason you'd ever second guess it that it wasn't normal. Oh, yeah, 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 I get you. So, so you have already had that kind of a Sligo-based uh, sense of the world. In other words, you knew what the pale was, you knew what the English was, you knew what the mentalities was to a certain degree. And the more and more you understand that, um, you see these things we're talking about now. I mean, I wouldn't have come near these things a few years ago because I wouldn't have understood anything. I don't still understand it, but what I do understand, it belongs into a particular mentality that's been raging on for centuries, and that I do know about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you very much, my friend, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. All right, look after yourself. Bye bye.